Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks, but this particular episode is a special one. We're kicking off the new and improved without mic world. That's right, we're going to be doing Uncle Dad Listens. Now, Uncle Dad Listens is going to be basically the the premier one-on-one podcast where Uncle Dad sits down with local San Jose talent. Now, if you guys don't know this by now, Uncle Dad is based out of San Jose. Uh, he's been here now for about six, seven years. Now I'm speaking to myself in third person, not because I think I'm that cool, but just because I think it's a little bit easier. Uh, yeah, so uh, I've been out here for a while. There's so many connects I've made throughout this this brand, this company. Uh, sorry, not this company, but doing this journey. It has been such a beautiful journey, and 408 offers so much great talent, so much great artistry. There's just so much here that I want to share, and this gives Mike the ability not to be here. So Mike, wherever you are in life, which I know where you are, and I'll see you this weekend. Uh, we're very excited for this, and Mike is also a big a fan of this as well, bringing on Uncle Dad Listens. Now, before we kick off the show, the very first episode of Uncle Dad Talks presents Uncle Dad Listens. we got to pay the bills, and the way we pay the bills is talk about our sponsors. Now, our first one, uh, my guest pointed out here, which I'm not going to reveal yet. Uh, my guest pointed out, because, man, I, I love your shirt, bro. It's so cool. Well, he's right. It is the coolest shirt, and those shirts that you can get yourself at roosevelts.com. That's R-S-V-L-T-S.com. If you use promo code Uncle Dad, you get 20% off your first purchase. Now, they have the dopest button-up shirts, the dopest matching onesie sets. You don't even have to do onesies. You can do, like, shorts. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, back in the 90s, you had MTV. They had the sickest color palette back then. You can literally get a drift-out MTV top, MTV shorts, you're looking good for the summer, let me tell you, my friend. Uh, so get out there, go to roosevelts.com, rsvlts.com, promo code Uncle Dad for 20% off your first purchase. And of course, the biggest sponsor of these episodes are going to be our beloved uh, brewery sponsor, uh, Clandestine Brewing. Uh, here's the thing if you hear that in the background, it's because we are actually recording, quote unquote, live at uh, Clandestine Brewing. Now, uh, this will bring up a great point because I'll introduce my guest really quickly. Uh, just a little quick uh, uh, introduction. We're not going to dive into his career yet. I just need to get his thoughts on our sponsor's beer. Uh, Crafty, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Crafty, what do you think of the beer? I love it. It's light, crisp, refreshing. It's really, really nice. You know, he's not just saying that, I promise. I hope not, at least. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so they have some of the best beer in town in the San Jose area. Uh, they just won, actually, silver uh, in the International Beer, I think, Challenge, if I remember correctly. Uh, so cheers to that, and go check out Clandestine Brewing. Now, bills are paid, so let's talk about our guests. We have uh, San Jose local, correct? Correct, correct. Uh, the the man, the myth, the legend. Now, before I fully bring him on, uh, let's talk about this real quick. He's actually been on the show before, and I wouldn't call it a guest appearance, but I would call it a cameo, where we had the St. Patrick's Day special, and we had uh, the legendary Skinner in, inside. And he got to play beer pong with Skinner. Let's talk about that really quickly. What was that like for you, Crafty? Oh, my God. I fumbled the bag, man. Like, Skinner. <laughs> you lost, too, right? He, he wrecked me. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was really embarrassing because, like, I love the dude's artwork. I've always been a big fan. But I think what really hit me is, like, dude, the confidence that I lacked just seeing him <laughs> there. I was, you know, it, it takes a lot to shake me. Yeah. I've only been shooken two times when I've met, like, a celebrity. And one was Patrick Stewart, or Sir Patrick Stewart, oh, let wow. me correct that. And the other one was Skinner. Like, I'm just like, dude, I've grown up admiring this dude's work. I'm, I'm, 
at a loss for words. Like, it's hard to play a game <laughs> against a person when you just feel like you've lost the competition. Isn't that great, though? You got to play beer pong with somebody you admired, man. And never you would think that would happen, right? Oh, no, no. I yeah. never, like, I, I don't know. I just, I try to stay humble and I'm like, you know what? I'm just... I'm just a person and this person, like I idolize them. So it's, it's a little different sometimes. Oh, for sure. For sure. And he's such a cool dude. Uh, shout out to Skinner. Uh, that, I can't remember the episode number on that, but that was our St. Patty special. Uh, go check out the first, uh, the first appearance, if you will, of Crafty and the third appearance of Skinner. Um, yeah. So we're with Crafty. Crafty, you are a hip hop artist. Is that fair to say? I, I'd say that's fair. I would expand it a little bit, but then again, Please. like that's just like, I mean, I, I love music. I'm really, I like to think of myself more of like, I make music and sometimes it falls under the guise of hip hop. Sometimes it's pop. Sometimes it has rock undertones. But for me, it's like, I just want to create music that fills my soul and makes me feel like I'm really hitting what I wanted to do when I was a kid. Like, I love it. Yeah. You know, uh, so before we dive into like who you are and your career and stuff, I wanted to quickly say something. So when I listen to your music, do you know who I think of right away? And I hope, please take this as a compliment, uh, is Childish Gambino. Oh my gosh, dude. I don't really mean don't that. do that. <laughs> That's a, I, I love that. And I, I definitely do take that as a compliment because, I mean, like, like Donald Glover and um, a lot of the people I grew up watching, like they do more than one thing. Right? Oh, yeah. oh, they yeah. wear a lot of hats. And I grew up, I went to film school, did all that stuff. And so I really did admire him and do admire him. So it's like coming into my own and being my own artist. I think every artist has that moment where they have to look at their admire, like the people they admire in terms of the profession they're going into and think like, I admire you, but I'm trying to be my own thing. Of course. And so hundred percent, I agree with you. I, I definitely, I still hear those like little moments that are reminiscent of him. And if you listen to my early music, it was like when he was making his heartbeat stuff, mm -hmm. it falls right in line. It, it sounds so much like his first album. Um, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the album. That's okay. Yeah. I'm struggling too. Yeah. It was right before because of, or no. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It right? was before, do, 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 what was it? He had a mixtape right after it. Was it Camp? It was Camp, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, so. It was it, Camp, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. All right, so let's do this. So for Uncle Dad Listens, it's all about listening to your story. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask questions here and there, but let's talk about the beginning. Now, we don't have to go way back, <laughs> but let's go to the beginning of Crafty. Where does that begin? Oh, I mean, well, in, in a weird way, it kind of <laughs> does go way back. All right, well, we um, only got an hour. <laughs> so I just abbreviating, I got called out when I was in high school and in high school like this kid was really trying to mess with me because I was homeschooled and went to a trade school okay for film and for uh, multimedia nice and in this film class they had a studio for music which never really got used and I would go in there so this kid saw me in there one day and he's like I'm gonna make a dish trap to Nathan because I just want this person to squirm Mind you, I used to wear skinny jeans, bright colored pants, all sorts of stuff. Nice, I was I just, love it. I was a weirdo. And so people wanted okay. to pick Mike on me. That's okay, Mike wears that too. Oh yeah, oh, dude, I believe it. I believe it, 100%. <laughs> but um, he called me out and so then I, I had to defend my honor because he played me on the loud, or he played his diss track on the loudspeakers mm. at the cafeteria. And so all these people are looking at me because he makes a big spectacle. He's pointing and laughing and you know, I'm just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something about this. So I. I did, and people were like, wow, those were actual bars. Like the other dude's thing was just funny, but you actually have a gift there. And after that, like I decided, you know what, let me give this whole music thing a try. And I, I pushed forward. I winded up hanging out with this kid who was in a metal band. His band broke up right as I entered JC. And as I'm going to JC, I was like, you know, I know that you want to do metal and rock, but would you be open to maybe 
I don't know, doing rap or hip hop or something like that. And he's like, let's give it a try. And we did. And I mean, I love the music I made. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say it was like the greatest thing ever, but I'm proud of what I did in that moment when my mind was young and just filled with just all these explorative ideas. I just, I wanted to go on a journey and take people there. And I used to just write in a diary. I went from a kid who wrote in a diary or journal or whatever, would write these rhymes, these schemes, my thoughts, these poems, you know, I acted in Shakespeare and I was like, let me just see if I can get somebody who's willing to track this. And we did. And it kind of led me into this, like three things led to this, you know, now, um, just so we could paint the picture for the audience, uh, yeah. what was the age and what was the year, roughly? Yeah, so high school, I was like 18 coming out of high school. I'd say the year, gosh, wow, years, I don't know if I am, I'm not going <laughs> to age myself right now. But let's I'm just, not age let's, let's He's just younger say, than me and Mike, I don't know I'm not going to age myself. <laughs> let's just say it was probably like... <laughs> let's say it was like 2012 2013 like okay. somewhere around there okay yeah he's, um, a, he's a young man yes, yes. <laughs> doesn't want to age himself but he's a young man yes now it's like 2008 i think 2009 like okay stuff like that. okay but um yeah no i just uh i don't know i really wanted to do the thing and i i was lucky that i had the um the tools to take it forward now from that moment when you move forward yeah do you just say hey i'm going to continue with it consistently or just focus on my education and kind of dabble. So that's actually where that's where the road gets more muddy. I decided I'm just going to do this and really make it happen. And him and I buckled down and we really worked on an album. And then, you know, complications happened. You know, I met this girl. Really, I'd known her the whole time. But, like, it got more intense, our, our relationship. Not, like, we were best friends. And so I was like, I want to say something to this person. I want to see if she's on the same page. And I gave her more attention than him. And he took that as a slide because he's like, I'm making time for you, man. You know, you can't you can't make every day about this girl. And, you know, I was just confused in a different spot. And so it didn't work out fully with with uh, with my first uh, musical companion. And then I walked forward and I found a couple other people and picked it up about four years later. So like when I was about 23. So that would have been about I started taking it seriously. About what year? Gosh, man. Oh, I think like probably like. 2014 okay. or 2015 cool yeah that makes and then sense. and then i like just really went hard for it would go between here and la start working with this one guy oh, nice. we did a lot of work and i was like this is just not it's not there yet but we did a full project realized we didn't like the content we took two songs off of it he moved back here locally to live with his parents so he could kind of clean up he was like you know doing some drugs doing out like drinking a lot and he, he was just not in a good place yeah and so yeah, LA would do that to you. Oh yeah, he he got turned around <laughs> upside down, back forward, you know. Yeah. Um but uh he came here and then I introduced him some to some people that I was going to JC with because I went back to uh to really finish my education and really take it seriously. And uh these guys and gals I met at a at a club. We did a club for music. We called ourselves Musicians Among Us. And this girl, she's a little Christian girl, she kept asking me, begging me. She was like, please, please be a part of this club. I'm like, I don't want to. And like, I didn't know how to say it. And she was just so consistent. Like, I mean, every day for four weeks, she asked me to be in the club and join it. And so I finally caved and was like, oh my gosh, if it'll get her to leave me alone, I'll do it. And it was the best decision I had ever made. So like, I owe that girl a lot. She's like, she's still obnoxious, but I owe <laughs> her not. No, she's, she's still obnoxious. Nice. <laughs> she's a good friend, but no, she, uh, she pushed me into it. And I met one of my favorite 
like people in, in my life. He's a great producer, great philosopher, just a solid human being. And he comes back and forth from here, from New York to here, to and sometimes goes with me to LA to go and work on music. Like nice, yeah. Now, so that would have been your your JC career, right? During junior yeah, college during junior college, like it was just like him, myself, the guy from LA, and we would just cut, 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 cut every day. We could get it in. We would be making music. Yeah, it's it's funny right now. I'm not I'm not a musician, but like I know Mike, you know, is a musician, and he would always tell me these stories of like making, you know, music, making music affordably, especially back then, was tough. So let me ask you this question: making music as a struggling college student, right? Oh, how is how, what was that like, and what advice would you give any college student making music? You know what? I'm going I'm to actually add on to that. I'm going to cut the word college student and just say student of life. Okay. At any age, if you're doing it on your own, it is a fucking nightmare. It really is. Like, making music, I love it. I'm not going to stop. Like, I won't stop. I love what I do. I feel the creative juices just kind of move me as a person. But it's expensive. Like, oh, yeah. you're talking about studio time. You're paying hourly. You're talking about music mm-hmm. videos. You're talking about photos and marketing material. Mm-hmm. You're talking about... PR stuff. You're talking about going on to like vlogs and podcasts and all that stuff and like building all these things, building those connections. Well, to get those connections, you have to one, put yourself outside. You can't be inside all the time, you can't. but you want to be because, oh yeah, you want to make the music. So it's like learning different hats, which is expensive because you have to be business oriented to really do this thing. You also have to be making the thing so you can call yourself an artist or you feel like a fraud. And then you also have to pay for the good audio. Like there's a point where recording in your garage or recording in a closet is no longer acceptable, right. especially if you're trying to edge yourself up. Like some people it works. Some people just have whatever sauce, whatever magic, whatever like seasonings they put on the record and it comes out good enough for most people. But a lot of us, it's like you take that extra step and you start to see the real results. People take you seriously also in your life. Like if people in your life don't take you seriously, it's going to be hard for you to build that mind state. So I'd say if you're trying to do it, work on the connections, work, work on work. If you really want to afford music, you have to afford the social life that comes with that because it is a social thing. Like whether you create by yourself, you need people to listen to it. You need other producers. If you produce solely on your own, meet other producers because that's a necessary thing. If you engineer meet other engineers. If you meet artists and you're an artist, keep doing that. Like you also have to put yourself in front of people. So like maybe it doesn't take as long to make a record. Like now I have so many producers that if one of them stops sending me beats, I have another guy sending me beats. So I have options and I just have to split whatever we make down the middle. Cool. Easy. Right. But it's a lot quicker now because I have people that are willing to work with me on affordability, like with studio time, with mixing and mastering with, um, cash with like even my graphic designer like he's a super awesome dude and he's like willingly like giving me his time to create these things so i don't you know i just say like really create those human connections because that's how you afford this if you're doing it all yourself because if you if you have people that are willing to pinch in their own banks to to support you you're lucky but most people going to school or going to work they don't have that they don't have those fallbacks so they have to build the human connection and you just have to it's like it's people get energy from each other so like if we're a human battery another person comes to you they charge you like or they take from you and so if you're giving to those people that come to you and that you're hanging out with they're going to be more rewarding Mm -hmm. to you most of the time sometimes you get people that just take but most of the time you'll be able to suss that out 
you know, you'll be able to see like, okay, this person is not really giving, they're just taking and I need to make those connections that maybe sometimes reward my showing up and being there and doing the thing and not always asking for things in return, you know? Yeah, I, it's, it's so, such a great point. I also feel like being genuine is the biggest part of it. Yes. So one of the reasons why like I've really enjoyed talking to you throughout uh, my journey in this podcast is that you've always been just a genuine person. Now, it does help that you have the seal approval from my sister. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, she's awesome. She is Sweetheart. awesome. Yes. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but regardless of that, you know, you, you being, when you sit, when you come at your, anything with a genuine curiosity, a genuine yep. love, a genuine appreciation, those people will pick up on it. And like, look, I'm not a musician by any means. No, no, no but that's a hundred percent it. Like, yeah, I was in a studio about a month ago and I was talking to this guy, Red. He's an awesome artist himself, beautiful voice, beautiful approach. He's an engineer, producer, all the things. He's just a solid dude. And he was like, look at all these people in this room here. You brought them here. And they all came because you showed up for them in one capacity or another. And I had to think about it because, you know, like being genuine, sometimes it just means being ignorant to the fact of you are a genuine person and you really give a shit about other people. So I don't focus on it because I want to be humble. Like, I don't want to think like, oh, I'm so giving. Mm -hmm. Why are people, you know, like, oh, man, I just give them so much. Like, I don't want to think like that. That's just not me. I I do things because it feels right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. That's just it. Like, if if I didn't feel like what I was doing was right, I probably wouldn't do it. Because I, I, I am a, I was raised by two women, very strong, very convicted, very like, we are going to make this boy a man. And they did, you know, like, I mean, sure. Some of that was my own intuition leading me to where I needed to go. But a lot of it, I can attribute to the fact that these women never let up and forced me to own what it meant to be the man I am today. You know, like they made me go for that. You know, I think a big thing I think that women bring to growing up and like for me, you know, I have, you know, I have the typical parents, but my mother taught me a lot more than I would say even in some respects my father did sometimes. And one of the biggest things she taught me, and I hopefully you agree with me on this, yeah. is compassion. Yes. And that comes so strong oh. with the world of arts, you know, and stuff like that in the world of, of this, this connecting with people, right? Like, you know, I'm, I think compassion is what we need. Compassion and understanding, right? Are the yeah. two biggest things of, of working in this business, you know? And uh, so you, for you to say that, I think it's very lovely. Um, yeah. Now, let's talk about really quickly before we go too far ahead. Let's talk about the name Crafty. Yeah. Where does that come from? You know, honestly, somebody said it to me in high school. Like, it was just a hindsight thing. They're like, man, you're a crafty guy. And I was like, huh. And I just was like, I like it. I'm going to own it. I want that. And so I was like, but I'm a cheesy person. And this is so stupid. But, like, I ate... I hate Easy Mac all the gosh damn time. <laughs> so disgusting. It's so bad. It's really bad for you. And like, I don't, I don't need it anymore. But I think at that point in time, I just, I saw the box and I was like, the way that, you know, Kraft Mac and cheese I was like, I'm going to just spell it like that. Because like, what do rappers want? We want cheese. I'm trying to make the cheddar. I'm trying to put bills on them tables. So I was like, screw it, whatever, you know, like make it easy. <laughs> but I also just thought like, you know, we, we rate the weight of like stuff. Um, specifically like metals in K, you know, like yeah, how yeah. many carrots is it? You right, know, right. really it's a C or I'm no, is it a K? I think it it's is a K. A C, it's a C. Okay, it's a C. But like <laughs> I'm I'm dyslexic and ADD. So to me it has always been a K. Hey. <laughs> the best things in life are a K, you know what I'm saying? So oh you're my gosh. you make the K's. It's like, you know. No, I think what's funny about that is that's what I thought of originally was I was like, oh crafty, craft. Yeah. You know, mac no, and cheese. 100%. And then you yeah, that makes sense. But I tell you this, I it's a very 
fun name. I mean, even Skinner was telling me like he liked your name a lot. That's awesome. You know, like, no, that uh, that that oh, that feels good. Yeah, like he he. That's why we kept saying your name in the show. If you don't remember that, we kept saying your name. <laughs> I a lot. did. I was like, you know, oh crafty, no, crafty, crafty, crafty. Stop calling me out. <laughs> I was like sinking in myself because like here's Skinner, and then here you guys are trying to pull me out of my shell. I'm like, yeah. dude. Yeah, I mean, you also lost or whatever. Oh, dude, well that like, dude, I like confidence dwindled to oh, like the sure. floor. I was like, dude. I'm getting wrecked right now. If you guys have a listen, seriously, you guys got to listen. That episode's really fun. Did you listen to it? I did. I it's did. a fun episode. I had it's a good a, time. It's a really fun episode. Like, it's just, you know, I always try to mix things up on the Uncle Dad Talks platform. And so, like, even with this, it's just about mixing things up. It can't always be the same. Yeah. What other podcasts can you think of that you're listening to and you're like, oh, hey, we're, we're playing beer pong with icons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't happen, right? No, that was fun. Like, yeah. it was like such a mixed media experience because I knew what you were doing, but I also saw what was going on from, like, the human perspective mm-hmm. of being here in this moment and i was like this is just a solid thing to be a part of like yeah. it just it felt so i don't know man it, it's like it's like you guys created the avengers of podcasts like you you <laughs> culminated all these worlds together it was awesome it was really cool to see we try i'll tell mike that i'll see what he says about that yeah but, all right so let's continue the music journey here so yeah. uh crafty uh thank you for telling explaining that to us so now let's hit the call the 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 I don't want to say official college years, but the, the the San Jose State college years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where does does your music stay the same? Does it start shifting? Oh, dude. Because I feel like dramatic shift. Because that's the thing. Because from when I discovered you. Yeah. Excuse me. When I discovered you, I don't even know if you know how I discovered you. No, I have no clue. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with my sister. That's crazy. It has nothing to do. Yeah, with she told me. She's like, oh, he already knows you. And I'm like, what do you mean? So, I want to say and. Forgive me if I'm wrong on this, but uh, he used to go by the name Rabbit, but now he goes by Fat Lip. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know Lip. I yeah, know yeah. Lip. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we had him on the show when we first started this no. podcast like years ago. Don't tell me he talked about He me. didn't talk about you. Okay, no, okay, I'll be okay. honest, he didn't. Thank but, God. I was like, dude. <laughs> but there was something I can't, and I really can't remember, but somewhere in the social media world, I think I heard something or saw something he posted or something you came up somehow. Yeah. And I remember listening and really digging whatever it was. And I can't remember what it was. Um, But I had him on and then I had another artist on. His name was, at the time, I think he still goes by it, but his name is Keezy E. Keezy E. I don't, it sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. Like maybe. I I don't mean think he raps as much anymore, but I know, you know, Lip still does. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, for me, I always know him as Rabbit. I won't know him as... Uh, no, I know, I know. He's Lip now, and I'm like, dude, I, but you're Rabbit. Like, yeah, that's right. And dude, I'm like, I know, oh, I you know what? But I get it. I get it. You know, it's like, as an artist, I get it. Sometimes it just doesn't like... You know, we were talking earlier, you know, most deaf Yassin. You know, yeah, it is right. Yassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Honestly, as soon as I say it, like it makes it feels more yeah. the thing. Yeah. You know, I like Yassin better. I think it's it's way cooler. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you completely on that. Um, so, yeah. So I think somewhere in that line, and I, and I wish I could remember what exactly it was, but I remember that. And I remember listening to your music and I remember like, wow, this guy's pretty talented. I really dig it. And uh, I remember telling Mike about it way early on, like, hey, this dude's like really, really good. We should have him on. We had lip on or a rabbit, I should say. And uh, yeah, so long story short time. But then when I found out you knew my sister. Oh, that's crazy. That obviously, you know, like I'm sold. Like, yeah, for sure. I'm going to hit him up. And she never said anything. um, She never said anything negative about you. Always positive. That's awesome. Uh, Her and Gage both said very great things about you. And oh, fun, quick little fun fact. When I first launched uh, Uncle Dad Talks, yeah. the very first episode that never aired, my very first guest was Gage. 
Oh, that's awesome. But it never aired because the sound was horrible. Oh, no. Um, yeah. And we still have it. One day I might release it, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, so- AI will clean it up, right? <laughs> I don't want those fucking robots tech my job. Dude, oh, they, like, they clean up so much. But it's funny you bring that up because I do have a segment for AI at the end, but we'll save that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll talk about the San Jose State days. Okay. Uh, big shift. Yeah, what, huge. What causes that shift, and do you like that shift? Um, so that shift specifically, I like the shift I'm on now, if I'm honest. Like, I think that was a really good jumping-off point, you know? Like, I think... Carla and I sat down, Carla being my partner, you know, my fiance, and she was just like, shout out to Carla, shout out, shout out. <laughs> also, she's, she's momager, momager. I'm just momager. kidding. I'm just kidding. She probably hates that a little bit. Um, <laughs> strike that, strike that from this guy. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think that, uh, actually, me, hold on, hold on. I yeah, actually, yeah. I want a story I want to say. One of the things that I found very lovely about Carla, and this is why she's a keeper, my friend, oh is my when we were recording with him on Skinner, I love that she was like, always telling you like hey don't forget that don't forget your social media don't forget your spotify oh she's on it and like that, she's on me, it that was so awesome so carla shout out to you no shout out <laughs> big shout out she's she's always keeping me honest like oh uh, i'll tell you i'll tell you a faux pas i did but I'll, i'm gonna i'm gonna continue your question you know i think what shifted in my music was like you know having that whole george floyd thing happen and watching it and like i'm mixed so like i mean you're you're, you're not gonna see my face but you'll hear my voice i'm a mixed dude i'm like 40 something percent black and then i'm like european and then indigenous um american you know and so for me i was just like watching brutality and i think i was sitting at home with like this dental like work that needed to be done and i was just going through all this emotional like just i don't know hibernation i just i i honestly put my mind and my my being in in a in a cocoon and i was waiting for that that process and I think I just got tired of waiting for myself and for the courage to deal with the dental problems I had and to deal with the outside world and what had happened to George Floyd and, um, and Breonna. Like, it, it just, it really, it really sucked. It was, it was really hard to just kind of reintegrate at that point. And then COVID was happening. So it's like people were isolating anyway. So it's like, I can't leave. So even when I was ready to leave, I couldn't. So I just put that to my music. And I had met a collective a couple, uh, a couple months before and I just kind of stayed with them. Like, I, was, I would stay in in like increments with them with carla and then with like my parents just told me to leave so i stayed with like my foster family and it was really weird um it was just a really weird point in time and i think i was just really unearthed like i didn't feel like i had ground underneath me so i just started cutting differently i started running for music differently and um and it just changed everything like the sound changed my philosophy of music changed the way i approached just working on what I had developed to change like things got thrown away like I mean over 20 to 30 tracks in the gutter like I was just like I don't want to do this I don't even want to look at them anymore and I made a song called anxiety and it you know I I just really I really was in that mode and then I turned around right after and the next song I recorded right after that was called hexes for sexes and I was I don't know. I just, I, I, I morphed because the original Hexes for Sexes was god awful. And then what I released, I was proud of. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great song. I still think there's a lot of potential for a remix there, but I, I just felt like it was a solid track. And what we had did was really fun and flavorful. And then I had grown as an artist. Can I ask you really quickly uh, for, <clears throat> for anxiety? Yeah. Uh, could we insert a clip of it? Yeah, definitely. Will, definitely. You, will you send that to me? Yeah, I'll definitely send it to you. All right. So he's sending it to me right now. And it's going to be played right now. 
of vultures close to the sun looking just like motris what is the motive do you devote the time to move boulders can you reach the top of this totem it's unusual for me to lose focus how do you know if you're doing it right anxious boy fighting your mind working the nine to five not enough bread to provide you ask yourself what your life's plan is do you need more than you had for an advantage do you believe in love because i believe in us my leaves you water them and keep me on the cusp of you 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 uh i can never get enough of you you should give me a halo i've said my grace you should put me on tv i have a charming face you can't follow where i go up in outer space with this wow that was great <laughs> that was great uh yeah you can actually find the full version of that on spotify yep i uh, just look up crafty with a k uh yeah we're, we're gonna have that in there um okay so one of the things i want to talk about we're talking about george floyd and, and music and all that good stuff like that and yeah. i just want to get a little real and honest with you right now yeah is what is your take on using uh, a specific word that I'm not going to say, obviously. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But it starts with the letter N. Of course, and of course. That, and I'm sure everybody listening knows what I'm talking about. Um, what is your thoughts on that? And is it okay? Is it not okay? Is it okay for only specific people? What do you think? So I kind of have a hot take on that, I think, a little bit. I'm not, I'm not going to, like, be super triggering with it, but, like, I'm mixed, right? Sure. So, like, I have to fight for the acceptance of the communities that I'm a part of, whether they like it or not, right? You know, like, if you look at my face, you're like, okay, he's mixed. There's black there somewhere. You know what I mean? R.I.P. Um, but no, <laughs> you know, like, one glance at me and you know. Or, like, you know, if my hair is out, you know. But, like, you might not know if I'm turned away from you, right? Or whatever, like. But you know what I think you were when I first met you? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were maybe like uh, Hispanic or Samoan. A lot of people think like Afro-Cuban or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I, I also get, think Dominican. Yeah, no, I get that. I get like, because like, it's like that Latin African look. Yeah. That's probably the indigenous mixing with the African in me, sure, like, yeah. you know, 100%. Um, but no, I mean, for me, it's like that word, I earned it, it, it for me, right? And I think that like just I, I am 100% about the fact that like I think it should be the black communities and if one day things change and the relationships between races is is not this negative cesspool of like oh well you know you people in this or you people in that like I think maybe one day things can change and words won't be so restrictive mm. but I think that like you know there are feelings behind those words and so for you know me being mixed like I can say it because I am mixed but would I say that it should be for everybody no I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the guy to make that call but I will say that like for me it is a word that I will use because it's like I, I feel a connection to the word I feel a connection to that thing because I know that when things are negative and I'm around a group of people that's the word I am when things are positive you know maybe not but you know because I'm mixed it's like a weird gray area where I'm only the thing when I'm that thing out of spite or when I'm that thing because I have been approved or accepted. And so it's like, for me, it's just like, it's a word that has a lot of meaning. It's a word that has been both a gatekeeper and a gate opener for me. Like, okay, like here's, here's this closed door. He's not black enough or here's this open door. Like, oh, you're this, right? And so for me, it's like, I just, I am black. I am biracial. I think that 
my kids might have a harder time with this. You know, like I'm, I'm with a Panamanian Jewish woman. Like she's, if we have kids together, like those kids are going to be pale. And I'm probably going to advise them to not use the word, if I'm honest, because I don't want them to have to deal with what's going to come with, you know, that like smaller percentage of, of being black. Like, just don't do it. Like, I don't need a Halsey or a logic situation. I don't want my kids to be chastised for being super, super thin in the, in the um, I guess, ethnic spectrum of black. Sure. So, um, I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm sure as I grow older, things might change. But at this point, like, I think it should be the black community's word. It should be a word that is used by them and people within their community. Um, in music, you know, I, I use it. I use it because, like, it's, it feels good for me to use it. Like, for me, when I'm saying it, if I call you that, I'm calling you that because you're my friend or my family. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say go say it now, <laughs> but I'm going to be like, yo, this is my, that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, that's just it. Like, but now let me, let me ask you this. So let's say, would you call, let's say, would you, if you felt, if you felt it was appropriate, would you call me that not being black you know like for me like i said i'm mixed so yeah maybe but okay. at the same time i'm not gonna say hey yeah, yeah, yeah. so uncle dad go say this you know like but like i would i would you well, know right, in love i might say it you know what i mean because like for sure. me and i think for a lot of people in the black community like it's a term of endearment when you with your boy and you're out there on the court playing ball or something or you in the studio and you cutting something up and your producer is black and you're black and you're like god this is my nigga right now like, yeah, you know right, what i mean right. like yeah, yeah. you're gonna be in that moment and like you're gonna own that moment and so like for me it's like it's it's love it like it'd be no different for me looking at like one of my hispanic friends and being in that moment and calling them something that's sure. a slur for for Spanish people, but it would just be like, it's just that acceptance, it's that approval, it's that love that you have for those people that mean something to you. It like, you know, like, yeah, there's a negative connotation and yeah, in our music, you might even hear some of that negative connotation of like, oh, this, that, you know, take my shit from me. You know what I mean? Like, I have yeah. a song where I'm saying like, I'm, it's called Web Boys. It hasn't been released yet, but I actually have a version of it on YouTube. It's an older track that I wrote a long time ago and it's about like, this disposition of like opposition with like both like anybody in society like it's when you meet that when you catch that heat with people and nobody wants to give you your fucking due and your peace and so i'm just in this mode and like you know this nigga right here you know and that's what i say and that's how it is and so it's like i separate that use for positivity in that moment for negativity but it's like not negativity to because that word is being used as a weapon to put people down but it's like i'm using that as an edge to 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 stab in that knife and turn it like i'm just like this motherfucker right here just stole from me or like whatever i said in the song but i don't know man it, i think that donald glover had a good take on that actually we, we mentioned him earlier you know he said like eventually i just think everybody should use the word you know like yeah. and I think that words have power so long as you, you give them power. Like the fact that we had to justify as a, as a society, like the difference between a black person and a white person, we separated each other by that act. And I, you know, I think Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, is it Coates or Coates? I'm like, he's the author um, yeah, I know that of is. Between Me and the World or something like that, or Between the World and the <laughs> well, It's interesting you bring him up because for me, I don't think of him as the, I think of him as the writer of Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he yeah. wrote all the current issues of Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but he, uh, you know, he kind of talks about, um, yeah, just, just, just about that, um, that weird gray area that we have sure. when we create a word that makes 
just kind of a, a disconnect between us as human beings and creates an opposition for us. So You know, it's interesting to you bring up the, the idea of power. So I had a conversation with, once with somebody, uh, with me and Mike actually, and he was talking about words that have power. And he said that word, but he gave it, with, gave it a hard R. Yeah. And, oh, that's harsh. And mind you, mind you, this, this is a black dude. Like, yeah. he's a black guy. And he said it, and me and Mike, it just jaws dropped. Yeah, you couldn't believe what you just heard. It's just like, we're not going to, you know, that's something I, something I would never say, never call, never talk to anybody about. But he had a good point in retrospect of, like, the power that it holds. Yes. And it's a strong word. It's a like, strong word. You know, and that word, and, you know, he said, he even said, uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, he said, uh, Hispanic slur and that word offended me and you know those words have powers but when you think about it they are just literally words words yeah well it's because it's the intent like if you looked at your brother and you're like I'm gonna fucking kill you and you meant it right that's powerful moment right there but is it the inflection or the meaning though because that's the thing because I can say it's It's you don't kill you man it's both because like the the meaning is to kill is to you know is to is to end something right and so there's that, but then I say I'm going to kill you. Now I've put meaning and an inflection behind that meaning. I've doubled down that word, and that now is much stronger than it was before. So if you know back in the 1800s, they're out there using that word willy-nilly, and they're hog tying black people and dragging them across on horses, or they're whipping them and calling them a name. Like that word is so powerful because of how hurtful mm-hmm. it has been and how much harm has been inflicted on a whole group of people with that word being at the forefront of the mouth of the abuser. You know, it's like if you have a dad who beats the shit out of you and is like, and he calls you his son. Yeah. How can you fucking accept that at that point? Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, I own you, you're my slave. And now I'm going to call you this word. Okay. Well then on the other end with the, with the analogy, I just dropped, like I'm calling you my son, which is to claim some ownership. Uh, So, you know, I think um, everything you're saying to me makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but I can understand it might be a little touchy to some people who are listening. Oh, so just please know, like, it's just an open conversation as we learn together. Yeah. Right. Uh, so let's continue about the music. So Hell yeah. now let's, uh, let's talk about the transition from college to, to, now. to adult life. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, man, like. Which really quickly, can I just tell you something? I didn't tell yeah. you this yet. You know what my favorite song by you is? No, no, no. Anxiety. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Anxiety is my favorite song. Number two is Hexes for Sexes, but I also really enjoyed I See You as well. Oh, that's awesome. So I actually did listen. Like, no, I that's, really did. that's awesome. And uh, your music is, is, you know, I guess let me, let me hype it up real quick because we're talking about now. Uh, your music right now, in my opinion, is it's creative, it's fun, it's smart, it's intellectual, but what hmm. I really enjoy about it is that it comes in a way where it feels modern it feels relevant and it sounds like potentially something you may have heard but in a way that it's its own yeah and no i, I, I appreciate key. that yeah no i for me it's like i don't want to emulate the people that i look up to or the people that i even mm-hmm. listen to i want to be my own person and so like i guess explaining the now it's like i like rage rap that's a current thing like wait, wait was, hold on what's rage, rage rap so there's like artists out there like Uno, the activist, he's pretty sick. One okay. of my actually, one of my producers produces stuff for him. And uh, there's a guy named Yeet who my producer also works with. Um, shout out Dream Awake, love you, brother. Hope you're doing well. Um, but they're like, um, it's like, do you know Little Uzi Vert? Yes. Like that. 
But like, let's say that like Lil Uzi Vert maybe led the way for that and then kept doing his own thing, when but you, it became its whole own genre. When you say rage rap, yeah, do you mean like? Because okay, so was Triple X Tennessee on? Is he part of that? No, 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 no. Because I, like, I think not like aggression, rap. not like yes and yes and no. But like, so yes, I I would say like think auto tune but aggressive and moody and like. Is it sad? No, no, not really. Okay, okay. Like, I mean, you'd be talking about all sorts of bullshit on it. <laughs> like, if you listen to Yeet, he was the one who did the I make money, I okay, make yeah, money, yeah, yeah, okay, the Rich yeah. Minion song. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, it's not that, but, it, like, okay. it has the potential to be whatever it wants to be in that moment. I'm like, a little older than you. That's why I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. No, it's, so it's like, I like, I like stuff like that. I okay. also, um, like, Kid Leroy, I, I mess with some of his Kid stuff. Kid Leroy. <laughs> yeah, Post Malone. Fun, fun fact about Kid Leroy. So, don't ask me how or why this happened, but for some reason in 2022, that was my number one listened to artist. Oh, no, that's and awesome. The, and here's the thing. I think I listened to literally one song, not even that many times. Yeah, so, that's like, funny. What the fuck? So anyways, continue. I'm Dude, sorry. No, that's, well, he has some good features. Like he, he just puts himself in the right place or his manager puts him in the right place. And I want to be clear, the only reason why I like that one specific song is for one person, because I love Justin Bieber. Oh, I was, dude, 100%. I said it. I love Justin 100%. Bieber. 100%. I love Justin Bieber. No, Justin Bieber's solid. He's, <laughs> he just, oh, dude, that song Lonely is on my repeat oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, I was just listening one. to that all day, every day, just about. But no, man, it's funny. My, my number one artist for four years in a row was Joji. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. I'm a big Joji fan. Nice. I love, I love that guy. I love what he's done, um, both as his current role in the music industry and his previous works i think he's a phenomenal person um phenomenal artist but no man i uh i dabble in everything like i mean i have a jazz band i have a rock band and then i have my own solo thing and my instrumentalists and my 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 bandmates like they make stuff that goes on to my independent works and so it's like for me i just i like making music and i like pushing my i like pushing the bar for myself i like doing things that are different every time so i'm just i'm a whole new artist now like the song i'm releasing on the 14th of july of next month is called touch me and it's like I'll, I'll give you like an idea of the hook yeah no actually you know what let me just let me just play it for you real quick take a listen to this saying that you want me but you never touch me shit that's your business oh if you really want me want your hands on my body like you're mad in love you're bad like you acting up, have you had enough? If first I never met you, try to bottle up your energy Girl, you got fame, save it fire for your enemies Let you in a freak shit, bike marks and crash sandwiches You my star, my love doesn't go dark It revives like a phoenix, etch it in the skin if I say it, I mean it Spend centuries here, but I'm never leaving Hey this job takes me away for months Work my life away for us Wish it wasn't like this, always fight Wow, that was amazing No, uh, I'm so glad Yeah, it's, like, it's seriously great I, I actually did listen to it and it's, it's great 
and uh, the listeners are going to get like a little touch of it, like maybe 15, 20 seconds of it. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's That's gonna awesome. be great. Uh, when it does come out, though, they'll find yeah. that on Spotify, right? Spotify, Apple, um, awesome. Bandcamp, all the things. Like you, you name it, it's gonna be out on everything. So where does that name for this song "Touch Me" come from? So the song itself is just kind of like about like being in. You know, I, I grew up. I had different relationships in my life, and like I'm a very loving person but i'm like a physical emotion type person like hold my hand like hug me and shit like that and okay. like i'll do it right now let's go oh hell yeah let's go let's go uncle dad i'm trying to hug you <laughs> i give hey uncle dad gives the best hugs i'm just saying oh i believe it i'm ready for it i mean as soon as as soon as i walk and stand up you're gonna give me yeah Yo, you know it, brother right, um, but no it's just it's just like that like i'm about human commo- like just interaction about human like connection and like part of that is like i want to hug i want to I want to kiss. I want a handshake. I want whatever the, the thing is that the people that are with me are comfortable with, like in terms of like hugging or like handshakes or like my partner, if you know, if she feels like she's in the mood to give me a kiss, like, yeah, I want my kiss. You know what I mean? Like for me, that's what it is. Like, don't, you know, I, I just paraphrasing the word, like saying that you love me, but you never touch me. That's your business. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my dad is very much a product of that. Mind you, the song is not about my father, but um, no, like, you know, like he'd be like, I love you somebody wouldn't like hug me or give me a handshake or anything. Like, you know, like my dad was just cold sometimes. Like, no, I just, it, yeah, it's just that kind of person. But no, man, that's, that's kind of where it comes from. And like, I, I really am about like that kind of physical communication of love and affection. Like, tell me or show me, you know, like, if you're gonna hug me, hug me for real. Was like my brother, he was hard with that. He did not want to hug. He was like, I don't like hugging. I'm like, bruh, I'm just trying to tell you I love you, man. Like, I if you died tomorrow and I couldn't hug you one last time, I would I would feel nothing inside. I would right. just feel dead inside. Um, because for me that's important. Like, yeah. you never know when tomorrow is gonna be that last tomorrow. So I just I like knowing, and so that's that was something that I wrote. It was just like I used to have friends that just didn't want to hug or didn't want to handshake or didn't know how to say I love you. And, like, I don't know if it's a masculine thing, but they just couldn't say, like, oh, I love you, man. I think it is a masculine thing. It's funny that you say that, man, because I grew up with young parents. Uh, so when my parents had me, they were 18, 19. Damn. And so... Um, Same. You know, <laughs> right. So, you know, I think that generation is different, right? Like, it's, yep. a, it's a different thought process. It's a different... Uh, you know, being, you know, you're talking about your emotions that what, mental health wasn't real, right? No, it wasn't. And, and, they, <laughs> and you know, and, and now it's not the case anymore. You know, and it's definitely not the case anymore, but that was the case at a time, right? Well, it's like we've grown. Like, we've learned, like, oh, dude, you can play music while the kid's literally still in its mom's stomach. Right. And, like, that might affect him psychologically. Yeah. Like, there's so much that we've learned both scientifically and, like, about emotional development and how we develop as people and as, as children. It's like our parents did not understand what a good positive communication of love is for a child right and we're learning that science now it's like dude i work i so my side job is i do video work and film work and stuff like that i work in that industry and it's just so bizarre like how much science i've learned about things like that like our parents had no clue they had no clue especially if you're from the 90s they were just they were swimming in like jello they didn't know what the hell was happening yeah you know it's it's weird you know and i think for me and when i speak just you know i mean just my story uh it's i was fortunate that my mother went to college and she was getting her degree and now she's getting her she got her master's and she's working her that's awesome and so you know i think uh you know that's not the case for a lot of a lot of people no you know especially when you have young parents and so I, i think like if that wasn't for that i probably wouldn't be who I am, right? And so, you know, you're very, very fortunate to have two beautiful mothers, you know, take care of you, right? And no, I'll show you where you got to be. So, let's talk about 
what to expect from Crafty. So we have yeah. a new song coming out. Yeah, yeah. Is there a tour happening maybe? What do we think? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I actually, so I got three live gigs. Um, one in, I think the first, in order, one should be in the Bay Area. I'm still setting up all those things, but it, one of my co-singers, her uncle, has a really nice place. So it's actually going to be like a house concert, but not really a house concert. So think like a frat house, but a concert and something like that. <laughs> okay. And it fits about 100 people. So we're going to try to fill it up, and I think, I think we'll be successful in that. The next one's in Walnut Creek, and that's going to be, I think, in, let's see, what's after? So July, August. So I think in August, we have uh, a live show in Walnut Creek, okay. and that fits about 500. My goal is to fill that up. Um, Wait, what, did you, can you say where or no? Um, I'm still finding out locations okay. on stuff like that. And then the last one's in L.A. Like, um, okay. the last one is, like, home stretch. We're done for touring like I have bandmates and people that do my live stuff and like some of them go off to school some of them are still here so I'll still try to do like more lives and stuff but um yeah we've got a lot of performances coming up big ones that we're really hyped for and I just I cannot wait to be on stage and do my thing like well when your first one comes hopefully Mike and I are invited oh yeah you guys are invited to all three of them whichever one you can make it to like definitely head out it's gonna be a blast we would love to man I think uh, so one of the things we want to do eventually with with our brand is host what we want to call the very first ever Uncle Dad Con Oh, that's and awesome. Because we've had some crazy guests on yeah, the show. Yeah, dude, that would be sick. And have musical performances and whatnot from the people we've been on the show. That's so cool. One day if that when that happens, oh, we'll dude. definitely be on there. I'm there, man. You, you say the word, I will clear my schedule. Yeah, that'll be fun, man. Well, we're hoping, we're hoping, we're hoping. Um, so let's talk about then how our audience can connect with you. Yeah. Uh, learn more about you. Yeah. Uh, you know, send you a little like, you know, can they send you Monday? You know, what can they do? Yeah, no, 100% <laughs> actually. So that's all stuff, infrastructures I'm building. Some of it, some of it's already there. Like Instagram is there, Crafty Raps. Please look it up. With a K. With a K. Yep. With a K. Crafty with a K and then Raps <laughs> connected, all one thing. Um, yeah, no, that's that's definitely somewhere that I love. I love the sport on there, and I'm really responsive on there. So if people want to reach out and talk to me, I'll probably talk to you. I'll have a real conversation with you. Um, YouTube is a big thing for me. I love YouTube, and I'm, like, constantly adding content to YouTube. So I think that's also crafty. Rap. I actually didn't realize you had a re- YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, oh, you should check it. Oh, man, oh, yeah. Uncle Dad, I didn't even know that. Yeah. No, so if you want to see the full videos, because there's, like, snippets on Instagram, but if you want to see the full videos, go to my YouTube. It's phenomenal like what's YouTube your YouTube again I think it's crafty raps yeah it's crafty raps so same thing as Instagram because it's different on some other platforms sometimes I try to just narrow it down to crafty but usually it's crafty raps it's just easier that way um, but yeah no YouTube's a big place for me that's a place where I post a lot of my video work content there's gonna be a lot of skits posted there soon and there's gonna be a lot more uh, music and music videos and stuff like we've got a lot of visual or visualizers coming a lot of really cool content coming to YouTube so I'm pretty excited for that um, I'm building a merch website right now nice. that's that's what I'm building I've got nice. a couple graphic designers really cutting some stuff shout out my man Gigi Turbo um, he is, he's an awesome, awesome cat and he's been really, really like just generous and supportive of me. And like, he's an excellent graphic designer. I'm like, I can't preach this man's praise enough. He's awesome. Um, also shout out to my man, Frank Fascio and Jenny Gonzalez. They do great video work for me, photo work. And then Carla, my fiance does a lot of my photos, if not all of them, like all the good, 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 good top editorial stuff. That's her. A lot of the lifestyle stuff. That's her. Um, and then like three of my five videos are her so like <laughs> momager does more than just that you know 
Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully she don't hate me right now. But Carla, can you come on mic real quick? That's funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, contextualize my partner <laughs> so she's not just this character. Can you can you explain to the audience why they l- need to listen to Crafty? And we're gonna you hand the mic over here. <laughs> so like if if she I she said had... because he's cute and you know what she's not wrong. <laughs> That's hella funny. <laughs> okay, here we go. He's really driven. He's putting his all into it, and I think what makes him unique is that he's mo- like not one genre. I believe he is his own genre. So there is a little something for everyone. I love, thank you, Carla. I really appreciate you taking the time. That was beautiful. No, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I, I, I think, yeah, like, doubling down on what she said and just kind of explaining, I, I love music. I'm passionate about it, and I want to constantly create it. So, like, for me, that's a big part of it. And I think what really encourages me, and if, like, people want to help out, like, feel free. Like, follow me on Instagram, on YouTube. TikTok's a new thing for me, but I'm also on TikTok. I don't know my handle for that yet. Um, don't worry about it. Because <laughs> it's not off the top. I don't use it enough. Um, but yeah. Carla knows my handle. She'll find it. And then yeah. <laughs> Can I just, really quickly, man, like, I'm a little older than you are. And yeah, yeah. Mike's much older than you are. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we struggle with TikTok because it's like, it is a different, you know, type of media. Yeah. And we need to build on there and, and just, I don't know, man. So it's Crafty Raps, my, my TikTok. So basically, across the three major platforms right now of, like, it's Instagram. It's TikTok is a major platform. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. to do with you. So but <laughs> giving, you, giving you some insight about TikTok, like, it's just before the music industry, because they're two, two years behind on everything, it mm-hmm. feels like, um, before the music industry got a hold of it, like, it was just a great place and still is a great place for artists of any caliber. Like, you can be a food you know, you could just make food. And because you do that and you do it well and you film it and you give yourself good marketing and, or somebody in your family does, like it will give your business more traction. You know, people yeah. are going to come there because they're seeing the real people behind the business. Right. So I think that's the thing. It's like the human element, like on Instagram, everything is so artificial for a lot of people, like especially with your, your actors, your models, it's just a superficial behavior. Um, on Instagram and it's not everybody but it's a lot of it so there's a monotony on that of like not being your true self where some people can be but the people that rise to the top are the people that are more curated yeah um, and so I think with TikTok it's like yeah there's that too but it's just more playful and I think because it's younger right now there's younger energy like when Instagram oh, started <laughs> it was young energy right like we were younger using tic- or Instagram doing that thing and it felt like our place right but now we're getting older <laughs> and now we're getting older and it's still our place but it feels a little bit old and dated and so it's just it's learning a new thing man like I Oh, man, I wish Mike was here for that. Go ahead. <laughs> I, well, I had to learn. Like, I mean, just comparing it to my music, like, when I started, I did, like, jazz rap. I did hip-hop. I did boom-bap. But now it's like I do whatever I feel like doing in the moment, and I'm comfortable with it. Like, I remember people telling me, don't ever do, like, oh, you better never do that, Um, gosh, what is it, like, that auto-tuned rap. Don't ever be, like, um, Kid Leroy or, like, Post Malone. But I was like, but why the fuck not like at a certain point yeah at some point right have fucking fun like don't limit yourself and also if you idolize these people that did it five years ago and you're still trying to be them you're going to stay that person but not as polished because you don't have the money to do what that person did so you're just going to be the same thing but if you're doing something new that's okay doubling back to your question from earlier just giving you a really quick brief answer for that if you want to afford music 
go and make something absolutely fucking new so new it feels weird and uncomfortable to you and release it because it's new and it's an idea that maybe you haven't heard before and that idea is the most affordable idea you can do even if you put all your money into it because you're doing something that hasn't been a road that has been paved you're doing something new and fresh don't be afraid to get outside of your shell. In my music now, I use different voices. I was an actor before I was a rapper. And so for me, I use different voices. I fuck with myself. I, you will hear one voice of Crafty that does not sound like the last voice of Crafty because I want to express the full range of who I am. And that's, that's like, I think, just a really good place to be. Don't be afraid to express your full human range of emotions. And that's going to come out in different voices, different tones, different textures. Be confident in yourself and just go for that shit because it's the best thing you can do for your career. It's the best thing you can do on a budget is work on how you can be as uniquely you as possible and as different as possible. It's almost going back to what we had said, you know, being genuine, right? A hundred percent. When your genuinity comes out, you know, you are who you are. Yeah. You know, I think that, that success is, you know, shown throughout the board, whether it's music, whether it's podcasts, whatever yep. it may be. If you are who you are, it'll always come through first, right? Yeah, and that's like that's the biggest piece of advice I can give to a young artist or to any artist. It's like if you feel like you've hit a wall and you are trying this style and this technique to fit a mold that's already been made, then try to fit the mold that is you and really push hard with it. And take some of that constructive criticism, look into theory a little bit because some of it is science right some sure. of it is like okay man i gotta i gotta do this this way because this is what pop looks like this is what the structure looks like but then you add you to it and 100 percent be willing to test the limits of what you're comfortable with because if i go in there and i'm like i can't sing i can't do it and then i let everybody else sing on my record then it ain't really my record anymore it's somebody else's record and i'm a feature yeah. Like, and I did that. I was, I've been there. So now it's like my mu new music. It's like I am my own thing. And yeah, there are features here or there, but I am more comfortable with myself. I love that, man. Uh, before we wrap up, I'm gonna throw this out there for you. Would you ever want to rap on a track with Mike? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> throw Mike up here. Let's go. Uh, yeah, Mike has been a rapper since uh, the '90s. Oh, let's go! And uh, he's done some oh. fun work, man. If you ever get the chance, listen to his music and audience too. Uh, just look up Captain A Hole. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, I love the name. And we have, we're actually working on not when I say we, I mean I'm helping him, but not in that musical way. Uh, releasing a new album. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, oh. so yeah, I, I just I always say that to guests that come on the show because I'm like, dude. If we can tie Mike into that, let's do it. Oh, dude, I'm yeah. down. Like, for me, it's like, I just, I'm a collaborator. I like getting in a room, yeah. cutting with different producers, different artists, because you're going to learn about yourself, and you're going to learn about something that maybe you didn't know about. Oh, for sure, for like sure. Personalities is like, I love mixing personalities, mixing genres, and just doing whatever the hell you want to. Oh, like, yeah. That's what's fun for me. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I love that about you, man. And I love what I really enjoy about you and, and just talking to you and learning about you more is... Your willingness to always kind of say, let's do it. Let's, 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 it's okay. Let's, oh, it gets me in see. so much trouble. <laughs> I mean, bro. <laughs> with my family. They'll be like, you said, I'm like, damn it. I said it, but I didn't mean. But with everybody else, I'm like, I'm going to show up and I do. <laughs> yeah, and, and creatively, that's what it is, right? It's like, funny. hey, I'm going to do it. Let's do it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to, whatever it is, like, hey, you want to try this? Whatever it may be, let's do it, you know? Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think, creatively speaking, we need more people like that. And I think when you think about, hey, how do I how do I perform differently? How do I change not much trajectory, but how do I 
how do I elevate myself as a creative person? Not necessarily mm-hmm. as a musician, but mm-hmm. as a creative person. Yeah. Honestly, it's just saying yes. Yeah. It's like, hey, you wanna you wanna do a comedy skit on a podcast? Sure, do it. Let's you go. wanna wanna rap on a podcast? Do it. You wanna oh, yeah. rap on the street? Do it. Because it allows you to play with creativity, and I think that's yep. the key: is playing with creativity. We well, gotta right? find your pocket, and you're not gonna find it if you say no to everything. Exactly. Because you're afraid of it, and yeah. like I was there, I was afraid of everything. I'm not anymore. Um, I'm not that same person. So for me, it's like, yeah, you've got to just go for it. If you haven't tried it and it's scary to you and it's something you just won't do, then maybe don't do it. But maybe you should. Like, and maybe there's more argument to say why it's beneficial for you to try that thing that you're afraid of. Because if that fear holds you back because you are so afraid to jump at the opportunity of something new, then you will never reach for that thing you're going to reach for and it's it's not that to say that you can't it's that you have limited yourself Mm -hmm. but you've limited the fact that you have the potential to do something outside of your range of knowledge outside of your range of comfortability like i'm I'm just being real like my new music i fuck with it heavy i love what i'm making right now i love what i'm putting out and i know in three years there'll be something new sure but that's because i want to make the new thing and i want to push so yeah, jump at every opportunity. If somebody that makes music outside of your genres is like, yo, you should link up and we should do something. Maybe it'll become nothing, but maybe it'll become that something that you were missing to find that key sure. to your success. Like, I've, I've, I've been lucky and fortunate that like, whether it's film in my career of working on set and doing different sorts of things, or my career as, a, as an artist, I have jumped at the opportunity to do something new. I've jumped at the opportunity to work outside of that, that just that, comfort zone and I've jumped to just like get that opportunity like people are going to be like man he showed up that wasn't his thing but he showed up that wasn't her thing but she showed up like they're going to respect you yeah and you're going to build a connection with that person so maybe you weren't right for them but maybe they know somebody that's right for you and you've created that bridge I love that man I I really love that I do it and I, I think just thank you well first of all before we wrap up just thank you so much for your time Thank you so much for for you being you. And I think the number one thing I want to just say, what really attracts me to you with your music and who you are as an artist is that your gumption is 100% there. And I think, you know, being in this business for as long as we have been now, you meet a lot of artists who are passionate, but maybe weary, or passionate and don't execute, oh, or passionate, I was there. <laughs> or, don't, uh, or don't follow through 100%, right? But with you, I, I can feel the energy. I see your heart. And I think I want you to know that I really believe Crafty will get to where he needs to be wherever it is in life. Oh, 100%. Like, and, I know, and I know you know that. Yeah. And I love that about you. I, th- I think confidence, you know, like I see you doing what you're doing. And I see the confidence and the passion for it. And for me, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you have that, you're going to achieve what you're setting out to achieve. But it's tough. It is. And yeah. like, I, the la- I guess the last thing I would say to just encourage people that want to be artists is understand, like, if you want to make music for reals, for reals, you're going to have your heart broken a thousand times. A thousand if times. You wanna make, if you want to make a business as a, as, a, as a, you know, in the food service industry and you want to make some restaurant yeah. and 100%. business and you, you're like, I've got this recipe, I know it can succeed, your heart's going to break a hundred thousand times if you want to be an actor or an actress your heart's going to break so many times allow it to break don't be afraid of that break don't let that break stop you though understand that each time you fracture into a thousand little bits you're putting yourself back together and the bones are stronger yes Uh uh-huh you know it's just like going and getting your bones like you know lined back up and being put in the cast your bones are stronger now that break 
and then that healing process has strengthened the bones. It's like when Bruce Lee trained his, his shins against the trees and against the stone so they wouldn't snap like that if you went to kick somebody using a shin or whatever. Yeah, right. Like you're building up that muscle, you're building up that bone, you're building up those calluses. You are going to be stronger and more of a force to reckon with because you didn't give up. Like you just can't eat like this, like this is your last meal. Like make everything count. I, I love that more than you will know because, and I'm just using perspective of where we're coming from. A lot of people think that, oh, wow, we're so successful and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you guys have had that person, that person, that person, which is great. But there has been a lot of heartbreak in this journey. Mm-hmm. I just don't talk about it, right? Of course. And I think when you're saying that, you know, just like with you, it's like, you know, we, we both have milestones to reach. Yeah. And I believe we'll reach those milestones. Oh, 100%. But the ones that we didn't reach and the ones that were, have happened, yeah, they were great. But there's a lot of pain behind a that. lot of yeah 100 percent because yeah. yeah i'm not a musician but i can tell you this man there's been plenty of times where i've been told no i've been told we can't do this i've told whatever whatever yep so i know exactly what you're saying yeah and so that whether you're a podcaster whether you're a musician whether even and mike knows this too whether you were just even an art like a regular yeah art painter painter you graphic know? designer like you're gonna learn no is really another way for you to find yes exactly if you want that yes and you're hungry i mean you have to be fucking starving mm-hmm. It feels like you're going to make it happen. And in the creative game, that's what it is. It's like you need to want to want it. Yeah. And if if it's, you're, you're kind of like, well, it's not steady enough or whatever, whatever. And that's true. There are times where it's not like that. Yeah. And like the income doesn't come. You're, you're not getting paid oh, for yeah. it. You're losing money on it. But it it's not a loss if you understand what you're investing in. Exactly. I'd rather work for me than work for Joe Schmo's Fortune 500, who he gets paid, and I'm sitting at the bottom having to work my way up. Exactly. A line that does not take care of me when I reach 50 or 60. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, oh, wow, I got a 401k. Who gives a shit? Like, I'm trying to have my own life. I'm trying to have my cake and eat it, too. I want yeah. to be the, the boss, and I, but I want to be a fair one. And, like, if we want to change rules, we have to be willing to take that sacrifice. Work on yourself, sacrifice for yourself, build a career, be kind to the people that you hire in and that help you make your dreams come true because understand they're letting their dreams go to help you. They are putting their ideas aside to help you. So for me, that's a big, big thing. I respect that. And I I understand that the people that are helping me right now, while I'm on the bottom and I'm clawing my way up, those people are giving those moments of their life away so I can see what I'm trying to go for. Maybe my vision's clearer and they see that. Or maybe they just believe in what I'm fucking doing. It doesn't matter. I am super super reciprocative of the fact that these people are giving me their time, they're giving me their talent, their energy, and I have nothing but love and appreciation for that because I will get nowhere without people behind me pushing me. You know, I guess the big thing that I'm going to say that is my motivator is my grandfather died believing in me and never told me. But he told his caretaker as he was dying of cancer that, like, he knew I was going to be something. So it's like, for me, I didn't need his words from his mouth. I got them after his death, but I got them. And I know that, like, I have a really unique thing to offer. I know that what I have to, to give the world eventually, when I have made those turns and turned those stones and like made those leaves it will have been worth it so i'm not afraid of the journey the only thing i'm afraid of is that my legs or my mouth is taken from me (laughs) you take my tongue from me you take my legs from me i might be fucked 
but yeah, no, 100%. Like, I'm, I don't know. Thank you. I really appreciate you, Uncle Dad, for having me on this and, like, for really giving me the opportunity to of course, you know, and when we had you on that one side briefly, it was, it was fun, but I wanted to really dive in with you because I believe your story is unique. I mean, again, my sister even said, like, yeah, he, he, he tells such a great story. That's awesome. And I was like, I would love to have that. So Thank you, Isela. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if she wants her name said, oh, but okay. Th- yeah. Thank you, Sel. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, all right. So before we wrap up, uh, just one more time, where can they find you on Instagram? Yeah, go to Crafty Raps for Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And yeah, hit me up if like anytime. I'm, and that's Crafty Raps with a K. With a K, yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, so you know, if when he has more like the dates down for the tour, let me know, and yep. then I would love to shout him out for you. Of course, of course. And just spelling it out for them, it's K R A F T Y R A P S. Crafty Raps. Go check him out, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the very first ever Uncle Dad listens on Uncle Dad talks. Uh, representing the 408, representing the, the South Bay. Uh, there's so much talent in this area that people seem to sleep on us all the time, including myself. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, yeah, it may seem that we're doing great, but we can always be doing better. And what I can tell you this, man, is that whatever I can do to help spread the word of your music, your, your gospel, if you will, you. I think uh, let's do it. And uh, if Mike was here, he would 100% agree with me as well. So Uncle Dad Listens, presented by Uncle Dad Talks. And again, exclusively recorded at Clandestine Brewing, which, by the way, those beers were... Tell me about that beer real quick. Oh, it was awesome. It was I awesome. Actually, I super enjoyed it. It was like super... Cri- I wanted light. I wanted a light beer. It is light. And it hit the spot. Yeah. And uh, like for me, it's like, oh, like I drank IPAs in my youth. But this was incredible, refreshing. It's a hot day, and I didn't feel hot. So. And, and let me tell you something about that beer, because it's a Nordic lager. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, so it's made with that older time recipe so check them out clandestine brewing letting us record here thank you guys so much uh thank you the shout out to carla for recording a video which i think we're going to post too maybe if that's okay yep thank you draculina 91 97 97 my bad all right uh everybody please take care of one another listen to your hearts if you're creative get out there and get it done because the only person stopping you is yourself you And that's it. So get out there. Make some music. Make some art. Make some podcasts. Do what you got to do. And guess what? One day, Uncle Dad might listen to you. Take care, everybody.